Well, gosh, here we are. Man, it's Christmas Eve. The next couple of hours just begins the opening of gifts. And yet, uh, if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, you know what we're getting ready to do is open the last gift. These last couple of weeks, moving up to Christmas, we've been in a, in a series during the sermon time called Under the Tree. And we've been looking at the gifts that come under the tree that Christ provided. As he came into this world as God and man and went to that manger and made his way to that cross, that cross that is often called a tree, uh, it was there that a a whole host of gifts was provided for you and for me. And tonight we're going to open up that last gift. Now this is a, a gift we sing about, it is prophesied about. As a matter of fact, I bet if you go home tonight... And uh, get out those Christmas cards that you've been putting in a basket or a bucket or whatever you do with them as, they have, they've, as they've come in over the last couple of months. You pull those cards out and you'll find this gift, I bet, at least on one third of the cards. Maybe a half. This one word. And what is that one word? What is this gift? It's the gift of peace. Peace. That's a top ten Christmas word, isn't it? Man, we, we use that word probably around this time of year as much as any other time of year. We sing about it, we talk about it, we put it on our cards, peace on earth, silent night. I don't even know if the word peace is in the, word, in the song silent night, but that song just exudes peace, doesn't it? But, but what is that peace? Well, what's peace for you? Is it a quiet moment? Maybe some, some time of rest? Maybe it's that moment when everything is right. Have you had one of those? <laughs> it is just a moment, isn't it? As a matter of fact, maybe that's what peace is. It's a moment where we pretend like everything is all right. And maybe that's what makes Christmas so wonderful. It's not just one or two of us, but we can actually get a lot of people all over the world saying, hey, for the next three, four, five days, we're just going to pretend like everything's okay. And, and we just kind of hold on to that. Boy, we come into, into the Christmas Eve service and on into this evening and tomorrow and these 24 hours just kind of reach that pinnacle of peace. But, but what is that? What is that peace that we're talking about? You know, I've been thinking about that this week. I've been thinking about a Christmas Eve service in Newtown, Connecticut. You know, I've actually been praying for the pastors up there that are leading a service like this tonight. That's just, that, you know, it just seems to me like peace on earth probably sounds very different tonight in Newtown. It just seems like to sing Silent Night, that, that's just been, and that whole idea, that whole concept's just been shattered, hasn't it? As a matter of fact, we might even look at something like this at this time that we're singing about peace on earth and peace and joy and hope. And we might open this gift and say, God, this gift's broken. Hey, hey God, this gift doesn't work. It, it doesn't fit. You might wonder, is God embarrassed that his, his gift's not working? Does God, does God shove this gift behind the tree and hope nobody saw it? I didn't, I didn't mean for y'all to open that one. What, what is that? What does God do about this? You know, folks, actually, peace is it's a pretty big gift. I, I would actually put peace, this gift of Christmas, up there in the, in the very top gifts. This isn't a stocking stuffer. It, this isn't a couple of items that you, you throw into the stocking that kind of go along with other gifts also. Have you, ever, um, have you ever gotten all caught up in Christmas morning and opening gifts and everything, forgot completely about the stockings? And then put it back into the attic. 
It melts, by the way. Just word of caution. Make sure you take the stuff out of the stocking. No, peace isn't a stocking stuffer. Peace is a big one. God, in the person of Jesus, came into this world so that you and I could have the gift of peace. Think about it. Before Jesus got here, Zechariah prophesied in Luke 1.79 and said that Jesus will guide our feet to the way of peace. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a purpose statement, isn't it? He's coming into this world to do what? To guide my feet, personally me, my feet to the way of peace. When Jesus did arrive and he was in that manger, or as that one child said, the nest. When Jesus was laying there, you remember the angels filled the sky. And they said, glory to God in the highest. And what? Peace. Peace on earth to men whom God favors. When Jesus walked around on this earth and he taught, one of the things he said in John 14, 27, he says, man, peace I leave with you. My, my peace I give to you. That's what I'm here to give. That's what I'm here to provide. Peace. And then after Jesus had been crucified and buried and then resurrected and ascended back to heaven, of course the apostles began to teach and Paul taught after Jesus had left that through Christ we have peace with God. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. You see, that peace is weaved all the way through the Christmas story, but even much more than that, it is weaved all the way through the New Testament. So what is it? I mean, it's clearly there. And yet, if if when we say peace on earth, if we're talking about peace between nations, I don't know if you have watched the news this week, but there's not peace between nations, is there? When it says peace on earth, it, it can't be talking about peace among people. Because there's not peace among people, is there? Guys, sometimes even when we're getting together for Christmas, there's not even peace in the house. That's not always there. So if God has given this and the gift works, it's not broken, then what is it? Well, folks, it, it said in that, in that, what the angel said, it's between God and man. Did you know that we need that? We need peace between us and God. You know, the Bible actually says, Romans 5.10 that if Christ doesn't enter this world, if He doesn't begin that journey from the manger to the cross, it says that I'm an enemy of God. And I don't know about y'all, but when the Scripture tells me that, my, my quickest reaction is, no, I'm not. I, I'm not an enemy of God. Man, I think God's great. I love God. God says, no, without Christ, you're an enemy. You and I live in hostility with God. You, you know, I think the reason we miss that is because we don't, we don't recognize that every sin we commit, and we, boy, we put our sins in all kinds of categories, don't we? I got big sins and I got little sins. Oh, that's, I'm not even sure that's a sin God even cares about anymore. And, you know, we, we got all these views of sin, and yet what the scripture says is that every time I sin, I'm attacking God. In that moment, in that sin, I'm attacking his character, I'm attacking his desire, I'm attacking what he would do. In that moment. Man, how many times have you sinned in a single day? I mean, if you had somebody that two, three, five times a day, every day, without stopping, just attacked your character, your personality, and what you would do, what would you call that person? You'd call him an enemy, wouldn't you? Yeah, see, we're in a hostile relationship with God. But he loved us anyway. The baby's the proof, Right? Let me say it again, Jesus loved you anyway. The baby is the proof. 
And that baby landed in that manger and He made His way to the cross. And on that cross, He paid a penalty for your sins and for my sins. His work on that cross corrects that hostility. It it fixes that hostility. God accepts Jesus' work on the cross as if it was my work. And in a miracle I can't fully explain or understand, God now sees me as holy and calls me His friend. I'm now at peace with God. We're friends. We're reconciled. We're good. Have you come to that place in your life where you have received the peace of God that comes through Jesus Christ by placing your faith in Him, turning from self, turning from religion, turning in how good you're trying to be and put all your faith, all your confidence in what Jesus did for you on the cross? Boy, if you haven't, could I encourage you tonight... Maybe just in the stillness and the quietness of a lone moment, just get down on your knees and say, Jesus, would you enter my heart and life? Would you help me to begin following you? Now, a lot of us in here have had a moment like that, haven't we? We've, we've done that. You and I would say, I, I have the peace of God. I've received that gift. Have you thought about what we have in that? Man, when I've got the peace of God, that means I am fully loved by God. I don't ever have to worry about losing that. I'm not going to mess that up. He's not going to walk out on me. God loves me passionately, passionately. You know, I wonder if if you and I really anchored our lives in that, really believed that, would that help us love others? Well, I think it would. Or what about this? If I've got the peace of God, I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven of all of my sins. The biggest debt in my life has been taken care of. Man, what would you do tonight if somebody came up and said, I'm taking care of all your debt. It's gone. The house, the cars, the credit cards, it is gone. You are now debt free. What would you do? (laughs) I'd fall down and cry. Then I'd get up and I'd say, we're going to dinner and it's on me. Wouldn't you feel giving if something like that had happened? Well, folks, that is what has happened. That's exactly what has happened. God has forgiven you. He's let go of that debt He has with you. Hey, do you think that should help us forgive others? I didn't say it was easy to forgive others, but man, when I realize all my debt's been let go, I've been forgiven of everything, maybe that should motivate me to forgive others. Man, I wonder if I take this love and this forgiveness that's been given to me and I start to to share it with others, you think that would help bring peace? You see, folks, if we've received peace, we should be able to share peace. If God's given peace, it's not that it would land inside my body and then just stay bottled up there. We live that peace. You know, with the peace of God, I'm secure in my future. What, regardless of what Indians or what group or what pastor predicts the end of the world, I'm good whenever the world ends. Or if I die before that gets here, I'm good. God's got the future, and God's got me, and that's all good. No fear, no guilt, no anxiety about what happens tomorrow. Man, you think it helped to share that kind of security with others? If we could just dial the stress down a little bit, wouldn't that that help? You see what you and I have been given in this gift? And folks, we've not been given this gift just to enjoy it and feel good about ourselves. We've We've been given this gift to join God in changing this world. You and I can make a difference in the peace that this world enjoys and experiences. You know, I wonder if tonight as we 
finished opening this and eating that or maybe sometime tomorrow after we've opened, after we've eaten. I wonder if we maybe just gathered around as a family and say, hey, does, does everybody in our house have the peace of God? Do, do we have that? Do we enjoy that? And boy, if we can all say, well, yeah, we do, then, then maybe we talk just for a moment or two. Hey, how does our home share that peace? How does our home share that peace on this street? How does our home share that peace in the, in the school or at the workplace or in our community? What are we doing to spread God's love, God's forgiveness? Folks, Newtown, that, that's not evidence that God's peace has been shattered. That's not evidence that God's peace doesn't work. What it is is a reminder is that you and I cannot make peace in this world in and of ourselves. It's a reminder that we desperately need peace from something other than ourselves. And that's God. And He's given it to us. It's a good gift. It's an awesome gift. It fits everyone. Man, let's wear it out this week, huh? Let's wear this gift out and let's share it. Hey, God, would you show me today who I can share the gift of peace with? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I would imagine a good bit of what I've talked about this afternoon. A lot of us in here, we know all that. We know it, we have known it. We believe it. it it's a comfort to us. Lord, I don't, I don't know that Newtown was actually something unique. There's actually that kind of hurt and that kind of devastation going on every single day. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of devastation, a lot of pain that doesn't make the news. Our world is crying for peace. It is crying for everything to be okay. So God, I want to, know, I want to do more than just know about the peace of God. I want to do more than just say I believe in the peace of God through Jesus Christ. God, I want to share it. God, I pray that as I say, I want to share. I pray I'm praying on behalf of all of us. God, I want my life to bring peace. Peace to a marriage. Peace to a situation at work. Peace to what's going on in the neighborhood. God, would you show us how real Christmas is and that it makes a difference in people's lives if we'll take this gift out and use it and live it and wear it, may we be a people who carry peace everywhere we go with a simple statement, God loves you and God will forgive you. Man, you need to know Jesus. He'll give you peace. God, would you remind us that you Entered that manger totally set on changing the world. One person at a time. Would you let it begin right here tonight, Lord, in this room? For our community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.